The most recent audit of ISU's athletics department showed some red flags related to spending and travel. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day. I'm Ryan Denham. I'm Liliana. Today is Monday, May 1st, and this is WGLT The Lead Off. Support for the leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington, featuring summer vacation destinations for travelers to see the world via American, Delta, Frontier, and Allegiant. Sierra, your trip starts here. Details at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with that look at the most recent audit of ISU's athletics department and how its findings connect to that controversial donor trip to Indianapolis. WGLT's Charlie Schlenker has more. When Athletics Director Kyle Brennan resigned this month, Illinois State University said it planned a full financial audit of athletics. The goal was to answer whether that costly donor trip in 2021 was a one-off or part of a larger problem. ISU's top leaders may already have the answer to that question. WGLT has obtained a copy of an internal audit of athletics completed less than a year ago. It found two dozen problem areas, including prohibited or questionable purchases, a risky approach to travel, and sloppy or delayed record-keeping that would make it harder to detect issues. The reimbursement submission habits of the athletic director himself is even a specific finding in the audit. Athletics got an overall grade of needs improvement, the middle of three tiers between satisfactory and unsatisfactory. The report characterized athletics audit risk as high. Those findings were sent to many ISU leaders, including then-President Terry Goss Kinsey, who was Brennan's boss. Now, ISU Auditor Rob Blemler's team is getting to work on a new audit specially requested after WGLT raised questions about the donor trip. We have flexibility in the audit plan to address management needs or circumstances as they arise, but as it relates to athletics, they were actually on the audit plan for fiscal year 2024, so we're just going to start that a little bit earlier than than we had originally planned. WGLT asked Blimler whether there's a higher level of scrutiny when something is publicly called into question. Whether it's publicly or if we have information that, that there could be discrepancies or irregularities that may change the depth that we look at. Blemler spoke with WGLT about audits in general, though he declined to address the specific case of athletics. You can read a deeper version of this story at WGLT.org. For the leadoff, I'm Charlie Schlenker. Here's some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. Messina Lambert has been tabbed to become the next principal at Bloomington Junior High School. District 87 leaders say Lambert has a track record of success as principal at Irving Elementary the past five years. Democratic Congressman Eric Sorensen already has an early challenger in the 2024 election. Republican Ray Estrada from Galesburg says he's getting into the race for the 17th district. And the city of Bloomington's free bulk waste pickup for the spring begins today and runs through May 12th. You can find daily updates and an interactive map of progress on the Solid Waste page on the city website. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. Most college coaches are not fans of the transfer portal, where thousands of student-athletes submit their names to consider offers from other schools. They're free to switch schools without losing eligibility. For the athletes, the portal can be their best friend. And it's not always just about sports, as we explain in this edition of Beyond Sports. Cody Mitchell played basketball for four seasons at Illinois Wesleyan. He has an additional year of eligibility because of the COVID pandemic. He's graduating in a few weeks, and he doesn't have a grad school option at Wesleyan. 
Mitchell tells WGLT's Eric Stock he put his name into the portal, not knowing what to expect, and within a few days, his email inbox was flooded with 40 to 50 schools inquiring about him. I didn't know much about it. My expectations, I didn't really have any. I threw my name in the ring and... I think just based off the line on the portal alone, was phone was going off those first three days. So, yeah, it was a whirlwind. So you're 6'7", you were a first-team all-conference player in one of the toughest conferences in Division Three basketball. Four years of experience at an elite program. So I imagine you got a lot of attention just off of that. But how much feedback did you get and how sort of instantaneous was it? Those first three days, it's kind of a lot of like surface level. It's like you get a call, just introducing yourself, kind of getting your feet wet, and they're like, we'll be in touch. And then from there on out, it's just kind of an interview process almost. Like you're calling coaches. They're basically asking you a similar few questions on every call. They're asking you what you're looking for, what your top three are, asking you about your experience, your playing experience, and then asking you what you need to know like about their school. So that's, that's kind of how the process went those first few days. What were your expectations coming into this? And sort of how did you prioritize those things? Yeah, my, I would say my only expectation was to get that discounted master's. I knew that was something that I wanted to do. Like I said, coaches on almost every call will be give me a top three, top five, like priorities of what you, what you want in your next school. And number one for me every time was was that discount. My parents financially put me in a position where I could go to a school like Wesleyan for four years, so kind of paying that forward a little bit and not making them pay for a master's and being able to, to sign for a full ride was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, it was that. Then I'd say next highest on my list was probably academics slash role on the team. Something I was super interested in that a couple of schools were out of contention because of was that I want to lead. It's a new new coach, new team, new culture, so he kind of wants me to come into that leadership role. So that's what I was excited about. D. Brown, the uh, Illini basketball legend, the head coach at Roosevelt. How influential was Coach Brown and his stature in choosing Roosevelt? Definitely, definitely played a big role. I mean, the effort he made off the bat was, was big for me. I mean, he came down, had lunch with me, came down again, had dinner. Obviously, you know, he's a Illini legend. I'm, I'm a basketball fan. I love Hoopers. So that was a big factor. How did this recruiting process compare to the recruiting process in high school? I assume it's obviously far more accelerated, but how did it differ for you, pluses and minuses? Yeah, it was funny. A lot of coaches would say that when I got on the phone with them, they'd say, like, feels like you're back in high school again, right? And I would say... I wasn't nearly this touted in high school, I'll tell you that much. Like you said, way more accelerated, but it's also different for everybody. I, I could still be undecided if I truly wanted to be, but there's a lot of gray areas, kind of, because some coaches want their rosters quick. You, you're, you're thinking about when our season ended, D1 season was still going on, so you're thinking about like when teams lose, those players are going to enter the portal. That takes looks away from you, so I mean, there's a lot to consider when it comes to the portal that I didn't realize getting into it. It was Illinois Wesleyan senior basketball standout Cody Mitchell speaking with WGLT's Eric Stock. Roosevelt University, where Mitchell will attend grad school, plans to move to NCAA Division II next year, with full membership coming in 2024. Before we let you go, the Normal Town Council meets tonight at 7 at City Hall. On the agenda are proposals for two cannabis dispensaries and a new home for Wishbone Canine Rescue in West Normal. And that's it for today. I'm your co-host Liliana from Parkside Elementary School in Normal. You can subscribe to the Lead Off podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the NPR app.